take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta get it done. No time for fun now. Take me back. Stories that need to be told. Mike Young, back in the apartment, back in Los Angeles. It's been a bit of a layoff, back from Thanksgiving. Sitting here with my good friend, Damon. I won't use your last name. Please don't. I won't. But uh, I figure, you know what? I've been in L.A. now 19, 20 years. Damon and I have been friends 18, 17 of those years. We've been running wild in Los Angeles. Yep. You know, I do my whole bit on stage about being like single Mike and this and that. And I've been single now for like years. It's been years now, five, six, seven years. I have no idea what my last girlfriend yeah, was. Yeah, I don't re- remember either. Esther was my, like, was uh, my Esther. last real girlfriend, who you knew. She was great. You liked her. I loved Esther. Everybody loved Esther. I just where, had, where is Esther? Esther's in San Francisco or San Jose. She's got a husband, new husband. Kids, the whole thing. Not new kids, just like the one kid. You mm. remember the kid. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Damon and I have been, you know, he's single, pretty much single. You know, we, we, we both you know, see different girls. We date out in the world, blah, blah, blah. But I just thought it'd be fun, like, while I've been on the subject of the single mic and how tough it is to lock down a relationship in L.A. And, you know, there's some people out there, like, in a different world than we are. That, like, you see them, like, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, off in the suburbs. You know what happens, though? People in L.A., people get it, get it done here. I feel like I've seen a lot of people who are happy together, building families, you know, going after this world as a team. I don't know how it happens, but it seems to happen <laughs> all the time. It's almost impossible. I don't, I don't know how it happens either. And, I, and sometimes I think to myself, maybe it's just a matter of slowing my life down like maybe it's the life that we're living like we're still we still hit the clubs we've got full access to everything in the club world in the bar world you know i mean look i think i think we don't just hit clubs we're addicted to clubs right so Club let's say it. let's say you find a girl she could be the girl of your dreams you might be the dude of her dreams but she finds out that you're flaking to go to one oak that might be a problem it might be a problem, but the flip side of that is you could find a girl of your dreams and think she's the girl of your dreams, and then one night you're at One Oak, and the next girl of your dream shows up. And it's just, listen, maybe, maybe we're just so. weak. Maybe we're weak human so. beings. I had, a, I had a girl tell me one time, she said, she's, from, she's British. She said, you know, back home, all the guys are nesting. They're building nests like some kind of bird. You know what I mean? They're, they're packing it in. They're getting homes. They're making these places where they can invite a woman in and it's easy and everyone's happy. No one's doing that in L.A. We're buying houses to get more girls. Nobody's nesting. Nobody's nesting. I haven't seen a single nest. People buy cars to get girls. People buy nicer houses to put more different girls. Yeah, to put different girls in them. Yo, maybe we need a nesting mentality. Bro, but in order to build a nest, you got to sit out there and, you know, roll your little peacock feathers up. And <laughs> the first girl comes along, you got to let her move in. That, what's the point of a dope nest in L.A. where there's just a, you know, plethora of women coming all the time seeking their dreams. And the next one's fine as the next and younger than the next. You're going to give that up? 
yo, it's very difficult to give up. And it's like, I'm so glad I'm talking to you because, you know, you tell, you know, you got to, you're from a good family. You love your mom. Your mom looks at you like, when are you going to settle down? She can't wait. You know, just like my mom. She's like, when are you going to settle down? And it's like, it's hard to say to your mom, like, mom. I'm talking to a Tunisian supermodel. Yeah, she doesn't know what I'm saying half the time. Yeah, the conversations are kind of offbeat because, you know, no one's speaking the language. But she's incredible, and I'm, ha- I'm really having fun. Yeah. Or am I fooling myself? Are we fooling ourselves? I mean, look, we've look, had some great fun. Look, we've had a lot of fun. I think all we've had is fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think there's much out there you can experience that we haven't experienced. We have been very fortunate. You know what I mean? We've been fortunate. Our friends have done well in the entertainment industry. We've piggybacked on trips you can only dream of. You know what I mean? And you, you've been doing it for a long, you know, listen, I've been on a lot of those trips. You've been on twice as many of those trips. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, I don't take for granted trips to Europe. I don't take for granted private planes and yachts. Of course, you know, I can't give that to myself, but I don't take it for granted when I get those opportunities. And and they are and they're amazing. But you know, at the same time, I have just as much fun hanging with my boys, walking around downtown, finding a little spot in Koreatown to eat some good food. You know, life experiences come on all levels. And I'm not gonna say one's better than the other, but I've been fortunate to to be able to say that because I've had a chance to experience them all. Damon is like my phil- he's like the philosopher of the crew. Like he's just a he's a deep thinker. And uh, and he gets it. You just get it. And, and that's true. I've had just as much fun kicking it on the porch of goal as I have on a private plane from Miami to L.A. Maybe even more because at least I'm not scared of crashing at goal. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You know what I'm on saying? a private plane, we hit a wind turbulent and I'm fucking freaked out and I got to talk to the pilot. By the way, those planes do sometimes hit some turbulence. One time we were going to Vegas. I feel like that shit did a 180. Like It hit, hit a wind pocket. It bounced and slid back and turned back around. On the on the runway, in the air, you felt you felt that you felt the plane whip sideways. I felt like the plane did a full one eighty and whip back straight again. Yeah, see, that's the shit we don't want to have to deal with. And then let me tell you something. On that same flight, we we're landing, and our boy, you know, David Bertolucci, yeah, he, he's scared as hell in planes, right? Terrifying. He freaks out. He's like, "Yo, I think this shit's going sideways." And I was like, "David, relax, man. We're just landing. It's fine." I looked out the window, bro, and I was looking at the ground. We were landing sideways. And at the last second, the plane just turned straight and went, and then went down. Was that, the, was that when he freaked out and like went crazy on the pilot? Like I heard he actually like threatened a pilot one time because of a, a flight like that. Was, that. was that that time? No, he didn't threaten the pilot, but we immediately called the flight attendant over. We're like, yo, um, it was like Twilight Zone. We're like, yo, I, you know, I don't want to sound crazy, but... I think we were I think we were landing sideways and the dude's like, Yeah, when the wind shears flying across like that, they land the plane sideways and then whip it down at the last second. Oh, that's the move? That's the move. I've only seen that once. So that's just a great pilot move. Yeah, that's like some Denzel Washington shit. Oh man. But getting back to it though, let's talk about this, because I want to know the answer. I was hanging out with a with a girlfriend of mine last night and she was saying that Maybe you should leave L.A. If you really want to find a good girl in a relationship, it's hard to do it in L.A. It's almost but, impossible. But why, though? L.A.'s got a bunch of great people. People come here who are talented, smart. Everyone's human. Why is it so hard to chill out in L.A.? It's the people that we're around. It's the experiences that we have. It's our crew, bro. 
it's our clique. It's a group of us who've been going out for years, who have access into every bar, every club, highest level, do the most fun shit. You get girls coming at you the whole time, and none of us, except a couple of us, are friends who've gone off and gotten married, and some are doing great. They're some coming are, back, too, though. They're making comebacks, right? You know what I mean? They're, 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 coming back, they're coming back strong. And they're coming back hard. You know, they're coming I mean, back. They're the coming game. back with rare form. Yeah, they're coming back looking different, looking different younger. Attitudes younger. I mean, they look younger now. They club than they did when they're family men. Yeah, yeah. The club can really breathe life into you if you beat if you've been beaten down and in a family and just and in a marriage and just not that thrilled with what was going on in your marriage and you come back to this life. Bro, you're coming back with a full smile. You are coming back. It's just your skin looks better. That's why you it's shouldn't leave. It's a reawakening. Leave. That's why you shouldn't leave. I was at Thanksgiving, and my young cousin, by the way, I want to talk about him. He's a brilliant guy, a lawyer out of NYU. He was talking about how much money it costs to go to NYU. Whole another topic. But he's like, why are you the only one in our whole family who still has your hair and barely any grace? <laughs> right? I'm like, because I club. Yo. I club a couple nights a week. My body knows that I have to look like someone who belongs in this club, and it keeps me looking young. Yo, we got club looks. I literally, people think I'm 36 years old on a constant, ba- on a consistent basis. I, li- I, I well, think bro, that you, I you're, think you're pushing a thousand. Mm. I'm pushing it. Yo, but I, but I'm serious. I think that there's a mentality that keeps you looking young. It does. In our mind, we're young, and your body keeps up with that. You can't roll in the club looking like an old geezer, so you, so your body knows and your mind knows. Yo, my body knows. Right before I walk into One Oak, my core gets strong. You know what I mean? My 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 posture gets straight. My I even have like a different walk. Like I kind of point my toes out to be more balanced, like, kind of like a duck take walk. Longer strides, or so look Lo- more confident. You know what I mean? A little more balanced while I'm holding a drink in my hand. Mm-hmm. My foot, my club footwork is at a high level. Oh, by the way, your club over. footwork is very good. You've seen it. My yeah, club footwork's yeah. unbelievable. I'll get into a tight space, holding a drink, getting a phone number with a left hand. Wow, I have noticed that club footwork. I never thought about it, but you're right, because I've seen your footwork in life, and sometimes it's suspect. Yeah, yeah. It's not- I've been, no, no, you're right. <laughs> I've been known to bump into people all the time in life. I'm a bumpy person. I'm side to side, but put me in a club, and it's I'm just true, smooth man. walking in a club. It's true. Because you're, you you're more about, engaged. It's, is that what it is, or is it something about the size of the bricks that you call feet? <laughs> no, I know what it is. I'm telling you, it's about. It's almost like when you're playing a ball game, and you're like, you're, it's like an, being in a club is like an athletic event for us. But I gotta tell you, I've I've watched you in clubs many for many many years. Uh-oh. You have an ability to be in a packed sardine can of people mm-hmm. in the VIP section, and really just relaxed and calm in there, like. You almost like you've developed like a force field around yourself. You know I want to know what that trick is because I don't you. have that. I Let have a physical what space, space problem. I have, I have face problems too. And if you notice, I'm the captain of the French exit because once I hit my limit, I just leave. Right? I don't reset. But what I do is when I'm in a crowded space, I let it flow like water. I'm like Nemo. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> turbulence and flowing water. I just flow with it. That's a gift. That is an absolute gift. You're breathing, flowing, while 15 chicks are on ecstasy. Dudes are fucking promising cocaine to a late night crowd. Oh, man. People are You're not even thinking about it. You're just breathing and listening to your breath while it's happening. I'm zinned out. You're like the Bruce Lee Straight of One out. Oak. <laughs> you're the Bruce Lee of One Oak. You're, you're, you're Damon Lee. That's how I do it, though. You know, and, then, and then, you know, when it doesn't work out, 
I make my move and I leave. But while I'm in it and if I'm, I'm feeling good, then uh, yes, I am the Zen master. You know, I've been like trying to consciously, you know, think about settling down again and just like, you know, it's, I'm thinking about just getting a girlfriend just to save my life. It's like, how long can we club? And I'm realizing by looking at some of the older dudes around us, it could go on forever. I got an uncle who's asking me to go to the club. Here's the problem. Who doesn't want to go to a place where a bunch of young dudes, promoters bring the best girls they can find in the around country, the world, around the world, pack them into this little Fact. area. And then, you know, you're there. And since you're there, you're in the game. It's like, I'm in the stadium. So let's play ball. Yo, and I feel like different clubs obviously have different personalities, right? So, like, our boys own One Oak. We, mm-hmm. we're, we're comfortable there. That's like, mm-hmm. a, un, unfortunately, it's like a home to us. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's cheers. We've got a, we, it's cheers. We got a table. We've learned how to talk to each other while loud music is banging and we still understand each other. Mm-hmm. We literally, it's, it's, a, it's like we're literally like, we found a way to talk in between the beat. It's like hand signals. You know what I mean? We've got full club signals. And, you know what's fun for people like for people out there who haven't done this? There's politics in the club. Like there's club politics, right? Yeah, I don't like the club politics. Well, we we we've been lucky enough to like not have to deal with any kind of major politics. But exempt? even saying like we're exempt from the politics, we're we're exempt from a certain amount of politics. Yet we still have to play politics, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta play ball. Okay, so like even if our boys own the place, right? We're not paying the money to go. Get bottles at the table. That's not us. No, no. See, that's not what it's about. There's a, there's a very simple business model here. Guys got to come in and pop bottles for the club to make money. Absolutely. But those are dudes who just wouldn't otherwise be able to get in. They don't have the network or the overall cool to be there. Can't buy cool. Can't buy, could cool. buy. But you could buy a bottle. You could pop a bottle though. Buy a bottle, get in. You, you still I mean? ain't that cool. So you got to have hot girls there, so the dudes who want to pop bottles have a reason to be there. But if you're going to have dope girls, they got to have something interesting to look at, too. Absolutely. We're like, we're like fillers. 100%. We're, <laughs> we're, like, we're, we're like a house that got staged so that one dude can come in and spend some money. Corny-ass dude, tons of money, not that cool. Spend your money. We're going to put a bunch of girls at your table. But guess what, bro? You can't talk to all the girls. So we're going to come over, and we're going to do you a favor, actually. We're going to talk to a couple of the girls just to... Keep the thing, keep everything flowing. We're gonna keep it flowing for you. Truth we is, we might even make you look good. Truth is, we're all furniture. Now that I think about it, you know, I'm I mean, a chair. I'm a solid. I'm a. I'm an oak chair. I'm no definitely an ottoman. I'm a little. I'm a little leather ottoman. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're Captain Comfortable. Uh, Ottomans are very comfortable. I am. Why? Don't even bring up Captain Comfortable. Why? Why? Oh man, that's just been a bane in my existence. I thought you loved it. You, 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 I mean, I, I play along with it. It's great, but it's getting to be too it's much. It's getting to be to the point where people who don't even know me are like noticing how comfortable I am. Like, I, I just, what's happening? Damon has been known as Captain. They gave they gave him the moniker Captain Comfortable a while ago because he is somebody that's able to be comfortable in any situation. I've never seen you rattled. I've never seen you rattled. Oh man, I've seen all of our crew rattled. I've rattled half our crew. I have no. You don't. When do you get rattled? I don't. I leave. <laughs> you uncomfortably, so you get uncomfortable and you leave. I ride it out. Inside, I'm sweating bullets. You know what I mean? And then when I can't take it, I bounce, and then I get a little reset. But hold on. The Captain Comfortable thing is this superhero who, he's always comfortable. And he has no superpowers, what. right? But he doesn't do anything to save anyone. 
He just seems to jump in situations that make his life a little better. Yeah. He only saves himself through comfortability. <laughs> He's a reverse hero. He literally doesn't save anybody but himself, but he does it in a way that just makes him comfortable. He's a manipulative motherfucker, too. I, uh, can I curse? Yeah, you can do anything. This oh, is okay. CBS radio. You can fucking curse. CBS radio? Yeah. Like the network? Yeah. We're on a radio network. They but can't. you can curse. Oh, We're not on radio radio. Oh, this sat- is it's like uh, satellite radio. Totally. Sirius XM, all that shit. Uh, yeah, you could do whatever you want. How do I get on right-wing radio? I don't know. I'm sure we could find you a way. I didn't even know that. Why? Do you want to talk to somebody? I just want, I just want to be like that Debated alternative out. voice. You know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like if You'd I got You'd be good on, on radio. You sound good right now. I've Thank had Connolly on here. Yeah, Connolly. He, yeah, Connolly's been on great. here. great. He's a good talker. Great talker. He has great a lot talker. to say, too. I don't know how. He has a lot to say. Yeah, and I used to think like he wasn't like a great listener, but actually having him on the podcast, he actually does give a minute to listen. Like Connolly's very sharp. You know, you know, that's why he has so much good things to say. He's quickly able to relate to what you're saying and like drop a dime that's like, okay. And his perspective is pretty pure. You know what I mean? He's not jaded. He's not he angry. Is. He is not. a. It's so funny, man. Connolly is a blue-collar celebrity you know what i mean like he's yeah he's been famous for many years he's entourage before that but directing but as far as like the fame game goes he is one of the most grounded friends we've we have i i think he's scrappy you know what i mean yes he maybe you know do, do i want to see my boy who's scrappy get into a, a battle a fight somewhere no he's you know five seven i don't want to see him get into it man but, i've seen him in australia one time and he, you know, they had an area roped off. I guess it was roped off for Eminem or something. And he was like, you know, he didn't see any reason to walk around, so we cut through. Wow. Security guards, these big Australians. Pacific Islander-looking dudes. Oh, you know, Jesus. They, like, they didn't like that shit very much. And they were trying to take him down the hallway into a little room and throw him a beating. Three really? Of them, three of them. Big dudes. Had little Kevin. Kevin had his, his arms spread across the hallway, feet on each wall. You know what I mean? They couldn't get him back there until reinforcements came. He, he preserved himself. Did you watch, were you watching this go down and like nobody could get to him? Like, did you physically see the shit going no, down? No, I didn't physically see it. I heard the story afterwards because the dude that was head of security for another friend of ours like looked at me and then jumped over the rail and ran over there. We ran over there and saw Kevin like, you know, in a no holes barred. <laughs> Yo. Yo, he's got the fucking Irish blood running through him. Yeah, I was in a bar with him years ago, and he's like, and he gets into it with the promoter dude, and he literally is going after the guy, and the guy's bigger than him, and the guy's like scrappy looking, and he is going after him, and you know, this is kind of when, this is like 10 years ago when we're, you know, we're all good friends, but I'm kind of still just getting to know the crew on a Mm -hmm. higher level, and I go to protect him, I'm like, literally going, I'm like, yo, you know, don't, don't fuck with my boy, blah, 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 and he takes me, and he's like, young, I got this, I got this. You know, and he like puts me to the side and mm-hmm. goes and attacks the dude. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, two bouncers grab him. They're throwing him out. And now I'm like, he didn't even want me involved. <laughs> like he didn't even want me to help. Well, you were playing Captain Save a Hole, but the hole didn't want to get saved. Yo, I gotta quit playing. I gotta. I'm done. I'm done playing Captain Save a Hole. That shit doesn't help anybody. No, we know that. I've told that story on no, here. I'm done wanna, saving. If she don't want to get saved. You ain't. You're hurting yourself. She don't want to get saved. Don't save her. I don't want to get saved. No, I am done saving anybody. So how are you going to save yourself, though? I mean, I guess we're trying to, we're supposed to be talking about, we keep getting sidetracked. We're supposed to be talking about. That's the fun of the podcast. Dating, though. right? We're supposed to be talking about, like, life in L.A. Welcome to Play It, a 
new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Let me ask you this. Yo. Who's fronting more? Are the dudes fronting more or are the girls fronting more? Bro, I... Th- well, there's, that's a great question, but here's, it's a two-part answer. So the dudes out here that are fronting, I don't think any of us front. None of us are pretending to have shit we don't have. No one's pretending to be someone they're not. We're not. But there are a group of dudes out here that are almost slightly sociopathic mm-hmm. who are fucking pretending to be something that they're not no in doubt. order to get in with the cool kids, to get in the club, to do their shit. And we've seen it time and time again because, you know, we've had, we have friends that are famous friends and they've been in the world for a long time and we, we have seen people come into the mix. Well, you know, after a while, you see, you see every angle. You see every approach. You know what I mean? You, after a while, it becomes second nature. You're like, okay, I can see who's real and who's not. Yeah. But I, I think, and I didn't realize this till recently, I thought all the dudes were fronting and the girls were just kind of like, you know, pretending to be maybe hot or pretending, you know, makeup and extensions and shit. But now <laughs> I'm thinking the women might be fronting more than the dudes. I mean... Of course, if you're a guy, you're going to pretend like you got a little money, like you got a little status, you got yeah. a little swagger. Because, you know, what else? You know, you can't you gotta just got to help a, your, feed your ego a little bit. Yeah, and girls look at you. If you don't have any confidence, why would they want you? Totally. But now that I look at it, I think the women might be fronting a little bit more than we are. When you say that, do you mean that they're like pretending that they're from somewhere they're not? They're straight up lying about what their job is? They're lying? They're lying, like, bro, because girls, for some reason, all of a sudden... Girls feel like they got to have money, too. It used to be a thing where women look for rich dudes. Uh-huh. Now it's turned into a thing where women try to front like they're rich. What, I, what, what's going on? Like, does this independence thing run amok? Yo, there's some women out here that are, like, living high, and then I find out later that they're kept women. Oh, plenty of that. You know what I mean? Like, I've been in a girl's place, like, a nice apart, like, a nice condo. All of a sudden, I'm like... She never really told me what her job was. And they never have jobs. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, you live once. I'm going to ask the question. I'm like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Because this is a nice, this is like a half a million dollar condominium. Oh, I'm doing a charity thing. We're, we're, um, I also, I, sell, I have a, a purse line. <laughs> I have a purse line. I also do charity. And I also, like, there was a time when I was doing fitness modeling. And I had, like, one great contract with a company in Cleveland. I'm a model. I do modeling for shoes. You never heard of these shoes, but there's like a shoe company they used to pay me. It's like, yo, there's a dude. I have, have fucking... three hundred thousand followers. Exactly. What it all comes down to is there's a guy in San Jose that's a doctor. There's three of them. Three doctors. Three of them, because you know they're all chipping in. I mean, just think if you just let's just run this back. Let's say that you're deciding you're in your fifties, sixties. You you know, married, maybe a little older. You want to have a little dime at your disposal. Yeah. What would you? What would be your retainer? You might give her an apartment, three, four grand a month. Perfect. Maybe you get her a nice apartment that costs twenty five hundred. That's a great apartment. My place is less than that. Okay, so that twenty five hundred got her an apartment, but that can't get her East Saint Laurent bag, and that can't get her those Louboutin shoes. Nope. And that can't get her the little little fresh cars she's rolling around, or all these expensive lunches. Should I went to Earth Cafe right now? I got one sandwich and a tea. It was twenty five bucks. Right. You left angry. The that's sandwich, a lot of the sandwich was good though. Was it? Oh, it was bomb. Was it twenty five dollars good? That's a that's a that's a lot. Well, I mean, for a it sandwich. wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, it is for a sandwich and a little cup, cup of tea. But it was bomb. You know what I mean? You come to sometimes, accept that. you know, sometimes you just pay for the experience and you chalk it up. 
experience. I sat at Earth Cafe alone. What kind of experience was that? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't meet you. I had to run. It wasn't your fault. I was hungry, so I popped in. But uh, there's different levels of those girls. Those girls out here. So you're saying you think some of the girls are fronting? Girls are fronting like they got shit and they don't, and they're lying like dudes used to out here. They are. You're right, man. They I'm are. having a hard time trusting anybody. They I've been are. I've been seeing this Tunisian girl. You know, she's I don't she hasn't had a job. I've known her now for three months. She's like very casually, slowly looking for work. No desperation, you know what I mean? Living fine, looking amazing, you know. But she should drove, be gone in nine months. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like, less. She's waiting right. for me to hook up a job or That's get her what a I'm green saying. Card. At some point if you get to know her a little bit, she'll she'll have something she wants to talk to you about. And you'll be like, Oh yeah, what's up? You'll think is she's madly in love or something. But the truth is she'll be looking for a loan or she'll be looking for a little a stimulus package. Yo, and that's what bothers me out here because just when you think, and, it's, and that's why I have a hard time thinking girls even like me for they me. They don't. They don't. They don't. I ain't that fucking funny. You're not that great. I'm not that great looking. My body's getting soft. I'm not that fucking great. No, you look like an opportunity. So I'm a good stepping stone. But there's seven of my friends you could be doing better with. And I feel like these I bitches mean, are just waiting in you, line. You walk by the butcher. You see the leg of lamb sitting in the window. They got that, you know, they're looking at you like, okay, that's a nice piece of cured meat right there. I can get that. It's easy cooking, easy eating. Right. I'm the one getting played. By far. Well, you're not. You haven't got played yet. You, you know, not played, you've been through the game. But yes. No, no, not played. But I mean, like, what if I start liking her and all of a sudden, like, I can, it's a very funny thing. Like, you ever... I've dated a girl before, and like she's brought up my famous friends four or five times before we even get back to a party. Bro, you, she knows you way before you know her. I think you're right. These girls, they'll, they'll scope out the crew. They know they everybody scope, is. They know exactly what everybody does. And and, and they'll fuck. They'll mess around and say, "Who's that?" Oh, right. Yeah, I've seen that person around. That's they. By the way, they know every click. They know this click. They know that click. They know who's in this crew. They know what this is. They got it figured out. There are get yo. You're 100 percent right about that. They yeah. already have Googled the entire table. Bro, the Google, tables, they, They've done mock interviews. They, they got this shit down. They have done full blown research, market research, statistician shit. So when I say they're front, I'm saying like this is what I think, because they know that dudes don't. You know, let's say you're the guy that they want. That guy's not just gonna want a girl who doesn't have nothing. There's a lot of those, right? Absolutely. So I think girls are fronting, trying to be be that next whatever girl. Like, oh, I'm basically Kim Kardashian, but not famous. I got money. I got style. I got prominence. People love me. They're they're fucking around trying to be what dudes are supposed to be. Yo, I never even thought about that. You're 100% right. There are girls out here trying to pretend they got shit going on. Maybe that's a problem with the social media, with the internet, trying to anybody can be famous on some bullshit. You know what else is it, I think is the problem is you don't got to be rich anymore to be, to be a real player. You used to have to have money because money meant everything. Now you can just have a dope network. A dope network of friends, you're saying? Like a dope, dope network of friends, associates. You don't got to be rich anymore. You can be at every hot party across the world. It's true. You come date me and you're going to have a great, a great time. Like I'm, I'm, I could be your network you're not going to have more fun than hanging out with us. Like, you're just not. There's no dude. different fun. Different fun, but, I mean, we could do any kind of fun from, a, from dinner to the club. To the concert. To a concert. To, the party, to, to backstage. The whatever, to the, to, you got to a the trip, award show. To the whatever, right? To everything. So you're going to, right. So 
You're right. So it's not really about money anymore. No, it's about access. It's about access. And girls are more trying to put that front on like they got a successful thing going so you could look at them as more than just, oh, another pretty face. Another pretty face trying to get access. She's trying to pretend she's got something going on too. Like I'm not, right, right, right. You're right, man. That's a flipped up mentality. LA is such a, it's such a whack town. Yo, how does it, how do you like, like you grew up in LA, but you didn't grow up in Hollywood. No, not at all. No, no. I wasn't an actor. I wasn't in none of that shit growing up. No, you were a student, a kid, a smart kid going to college and then came into this world later and knew about Hollywood because you were 10 miles away. I grew up, I grew up um, not far from Hollywood, you know. But, so 15 you, minute drive. So when I was 16, I started going to clubs. I you were found, going to clubs at 16 years I old. Found, yeah, I found uh, Ballistics. You know, I do Larry. He owns uh, Saddle Ranch. Your favorite spot, Saddle Ranch. Yeah, he started Saddle I Ranch. I haven't been there in years, but, but damn, that was, I love that, that, was, place. that was your spot. Slept with many that was waitresses office. there. Had a, next to the comedy store. Love that place. That Shout was your out. office. I'm going to say. You've met me there 10 times, at I, least. I probably turned down. 3,500 invitations. 100%. I've invited all my boys to the comedy store slash Saddle Ranch. I don't understand that Saddle Ranch thing. But okay, but anyways, that dude, when I was 16, used to do these little teeny bopper clubs called Ballistics and like, um, forget, I forget what the other ones were called. Like David Faustino used to go to these clubs back in the day. Jesus. Will I Am was back there. Yeah, like a little dance crew in there doing their thing. We were all kids. But uh, that's when I started clubbing. So my introduction to Hollywood was kind of through, through nightlife. Wow, I didn't know that actually. I didn't know. I didn't know how you came in. Th- what channel you came in? That's through. how I got in. Then uh, I met some of our other friends, our you know more high-profile friends, just in that life and through mutual girls. You would just be in a clique at a club, at a teenage club, and like boom, there's like our friend who's like at this point probably half famous and maybe doing good. maybe had done a little something, maybe not. You know what I mean? And yeah. then back then, like that whole coffee house craze, I'ma date myself, but that was before Starbucks, right? Like Starbucks was only in Seattle at this point. But there were these coffee houses in LA that were like popping. <coughs> you know, we'd go to them and like, like daytime coffee houses. No, it was like a nighttime thing. You can go at daytime, but we would go at night, and we would hang out. And they would be like, you know, where else can kids go? You can't go to clubs when you're 17. So we'd hang out at these different coffee houses and right. house parties and stuff. And, you know, it just kind of jumped off like that, but everyone was doing it. So you had a pack of kids at a coffee shop. Girls would be there. Dudes would be there. You guys just be kicking Didn't know outside. what we were doing. Right. I fucked around and ordered an espresso one day thinking I was going to get, like, a big cup. And they gave me a little shot, and I had to walk away thinking people were laughing at me. But I didn't, I didn't know what was up. That is phenomenal. So your entree into Hollywood was was teenage clubs, clubs teen boom. clubs, teen clubs, and then the, the clubbing never stopped. I remember the first time I got drunk. How old were you? Seventeen. I was late. I was a good kid. That's not even late. That's so funny. That I might have been eighteen. To... I was in high. I was in high school for sure. My last year of high school, so I was seventeen, eighteen, somewhere in there. Yo, it's amazing to me that you were going to clubs. See, I was from Detroit. We didn't go to like, we did have a couple teenage type of clubs, but then I never clubbed again till LA. Like I went to college, wasn't clubbing. Like Arizona was drunk in a mountainside, right, right. you know what I mean? Get high, blah, blah, blah. But we weren't like- Cow tipping. Do, cow tipping. You sound like you've been clubbing <laughs> for 25 straight years. Listen, going to college interfered with my club career life. I hated the clubs in San Diego. Right, I mean, it I ruined your club game for a little bit. I still, I mean, which was good because I got my homework done. But yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been a consistent nightlife member 
who's not really a member for a long time. Right. You've been a secondary night, nightlife member. Right. You've been not, an ancillary member. Yeah, for I'm not like I'm not almost in, I'm thirty not, years. You know, I'm not on the front of the stage. I'm not a high profile clubber. But if you look back through the catalogs of LA club life, you'll let me just, see me for twenty years strong. Let me just tell you something though. Just and I'll, I'll thank you and our crew. Like I'll thank you too. But like coming out of Detroit area, and you've been back to where I live. I was from. You met my mom, the whole family. But I mean, coming out of there and then coming to LA. And then getting to go into the world that I got to go in with you guys, I got to say, it has been one of the most fun things in my life. To the point where I go out with you guys, and I go home, and I wake up the next day, and I call my boys in Detroit. Oh, you like, do that, huh? I had to. It oh, back in the day you're talking about. I'm talking back in the day, yeah, 15 okay, years when ago. New, when it was new to When you. it was new to me, fresh. I'm like, yo, you're not going to believe this. I went to a club tonight. The job, Christina Applegate was hit. I blah, was talking blah, to her. Blah, 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 I was blah. slow dancing. You know what I mean? I think I could have clipped so and so. I don't uh, know. You know what I mean? Like Alyssa Milano. I swear she was trying to hit on me. I know that I kissed her on the neck accidentally. The girl on the was, roller skates from Boogie Nights was feeling me. I you know what swear I mean? she was. I'm not kidding. The Boogie Nights girl was just all. Oh, we were holding hands for a second. Shit was happening. And for me, it was like I had to play cool. I was playing cool with me you. Me too. I know, but you were already in for 10 years. Doesn't matter. It was still, it was, I wasn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was, but I wasn't. Right, right. You had to play cool. You got to play cool. You got to, you, that's, man, I go to New York now, and I'm still trying to learn how to play New York cool. See, it's so funny, because I'm like one, I'm like a half a degree removed from you, and I'm looking at you like, man, you're cool. Like, Damon is cool. He just rolls in these New York clothes, like, it's no big deal. But meanwhile, you're feeling like half insecure because you think you don't even roll 100% in the New York Life club. is a ladder, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I used to get mad at girls for like climbing ladders. But then I started realizing, okay, they're not just climbing ladders. They're jumping from ladder to ladder. You know what I mean? It could be like the same rung or lower rung or higher rung. But Absolutely. So you, what you're seeing, I might roll in and look like I'm killing it. But inside, I'm like, man, this is terrible. This is terrible. This is terrible. I mean, when do we ever have one? What is the fun? I'll tell you what the fun is. The, the, the most fun really is talking shit with the friend. Like, just talking shit with the fellows wherever we are. It's never like the DJ's so great. Nope. It's never like the club itself is like incredibly nope. whatever. It's the funny shit that we have with our friends. You know what I mean? And it's always been that. Yeah, that's Even, always great. You know, the best part of the night is the pregame where you're sitting around with your boys making fun of each other, talking, drinking. That's that's the that's a great part. But then the next great part is the recap. Ah, well the recap's dope too, but the next great part is meeting a little cutie. Oh yeah, step 2. Right, step 2. And we've had some fun. I mean, we you know, we, we don't need to good, get we, we don't need to ones. get R-rated, but I I mean, the first time, listen, the first time you guys took me to Vegas, I'll be real, this is my show. You guys took me to Vegas. We had the real world suite with 10 rooms. Remember that suite that was circular, like the giant yeah, circular yeah, yeah. thing? It was on the show. When we got there, there was cut lobster and prime rib waiting for us in the room. Mm -hmm. There was a DJ in the daytime that was already DJing. Mm -hmm. We got there at like 3 in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. The music was playing. The bar was full. We get there, all of a sudden, somebody snapped their fingers, and there was 50 girls in our suite, mm -hmm. and, only nine, and only 11 of us. All in lingerie. All in lingerie. By the way, that was my first, my first time on like a, a charter flight or a private plane. Was it? Those trips to Vegas were my first private planes. The hotel, the hotel sent them.
Okay, because I remember, and I remember being on that plane, and we, I think we, there was 11 of us, so I think we had two planes on that, two planes, that trip. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the plane I was on was kind of really little, like little, little. And I'm sitting knee to knee mm-hmm. with one of our boys, and he's, you know, he's doing so well, this plane can't go down at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm just, I'm like, and I remember, and the ceiling was right here, too, on, like, the plane. The ceiling like was, like, a six-seater? It little, was, like, a six-seater. I don't like those. I don't, I, you can't stand up. I don't, I don't like it. You couldn't really stand up on this one. And we're hitting turbulence on the way to Vegas, and I'm looking at our boy. I'm going, yo, bro, is this bothering you at all? Like, are you, are you good? Mm-hmm. He's like, don't have to worry, bro. You know what I mean? We're, these planes never go down. These planes they don't, always say. These don't never these don't go, go down. They're built to not go down. Yeah, cut the you know, cut the six fucking crashes that yeah, we heard see, about later in life. You see it sticking out of the, somebody's rooftop where it went yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. Shit dies into a roof. But that trip, and this was, and by the way, I don't know how you looked at me when I first came into the crew. Because, you know, I was an outsider coming to the crew. I don't know if you know, if you even remember how you met me. You, you, I don't you, remember. It's just probation. You know what I mean? Like, you look at everybody like a probationary period. Right. Right. All right. Who's this dude? Who is this dude? You know, and you and you kind of treat it like like you would treat a cat. You don't walk okay. in the house and go say what's up to a cat. <laughs> you know what I mean? You sit down and the cat comes to you. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So you just kind of wait and you figure out and you see, who is this motherfucker? I had no idea. Right. Did you even know I was doing comedy when you first met me? Like, did you have, were, you, was our, were our friends like, yo, this is Mike Young, he does comedy. Like, like what the fuck's comedy? Like, yeah. Do you remember at all? I don't even remember. That's a long time ago. It is a long time, a long ago. time ago. I don't. I don't know who you were or, or how I, I got know, on that I know trip. How, I know how you came to be, but I don't remember like you know your early days. And it, that was your struggle. I couldn't probably even identify with. Yeah. With. with I came to be through basketball. You yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. Chuck brought yeah, me in. Brought you on. Yeah, I know he that. He totally brought me in, and I thank him to this day. And it's like a funny, funny thing. But that trip, all you know, it, it literally went from. Him giving me a call going, Young, pack your bag. We're going for two days. Be at our friend's house. There's a car that's going to take us to an airplane. I'm like, what the fuck yeah, are you that talking about? Yeah, crazy, right? Boom. We get there, and I end up getting together that day before 8 o'clock at night even happened. I don't even know if you remember this, but it was, you know, 50 girls lingerie. I end up getting together with a girl. She happens to be from Detroit. She knows, like, friends of mine. So really? I'm in one of the real world suites just getting busy as can be. And I just remember coming out of there and all the fellows were like, oh, shit, Young already got busy. Oh, yep. this motherfucker's got game yep. from Detroit, blah, blah, blah. By the way, I, I just realized how big of a deal you are in Detroit. By going back with me? Yeah, I mean, I've been, you know, you know now, I've been to Detroit a couple of times in the last few months. Yep, Damon came and, and visited uh, Detroit. Uh, I, you know, I was happy to get some things accomplished that I got accomplished, but... I came to find out you and your brother are, uh, I don't know, are you, were you like, did you get jumped in? Was it like a, was it like a mafia thing? They, did the city owe your dad some money? I can't figure it out. You're like literally honorary ambassadors to the city. I could say I want to get a meeting with so-and-so, a city official, done. Yo, I want to yep. buy this property here. My boy owns it. Yo, I want to do this. I got the guy. There, I've never heard, no. And I started saying outlandish shit just to test the waters. <laughs> right. And you ended up in an outlandish meeting and didn't need, couldn't Right. Believe. It's like, I don't know. Well, I didn't expect this to happen, so I didn't really bring any notes. <laughs> Yo, did you really feel like that when you came home and like hung with me and Rob and like got taken around the city? Oh, no doubt. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't stop talking about it. I mean, 
I can, but I talk about everybody. I'm like, yo, these motherfuckers are really locked in, like dialed in there more than I know anyone dialed in in LA or New York. Yeah. I mean, I think it just, yeah. I mean, we, you know, it just came from my dad, knew a lot of people. And my brother, you can see, is just a super personable, great dude who just shakes hands with everybody. And Dan Gilbert, who's building the city, became a friend of ours, you know, eight, nine, ten years ago. And just it's just a trust thing. And I mean, I feel like when I'm walking around with the youngs, the street workers move out the way. <laughs> you know I mean, like 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 some teamster shit. Yeah, we're very well connected in Detroit. It's really strange. I mean, maybe Detroit's a smaller city than L.A. or New York or something. It is a smaller city, of course. It's got a little a more of a family feel. But, but I mean, wow. Yeah. Damon came back, and it's a great thing because, you know, I'm all about Detroit. And Detroit is obviously coming back to life again, and we're breathing life back into the city. Detroit's alive. It's alive. And Damon... It's alive. Came back for some business stuff, and we got to introduce him to some friends of ours that, you know, own some properties and, you know, run some big businesses. And Damon's got an incredible company he's working with now that's doing a lot of green energy. and uh, Not really green energy, but sustainable. yeah, it's, it's, a, it's more about uh, infusion of wellness and real estate. So it's really about, I'll just give you a quick rundown. It's, it's, it's instead of making buildings more environmentally friendly, you know, lower carbon footprint materials that are um, biodegradable, using not using lead paints, et cetera, et cetera. What we do is we look at the built environment and we ask the question, how is this affecting human health and well-being? So we change things like you know, water, lighting for your circadian rhythm, your sleep-wake cycle, greater productivity, air quality, fitness. We encourage, uh, we encourage, uh, we talk about thermal and acoustic comfort, several things we, in, in, our, in our standard, and that's really what we do. So, the Youngs brought me in Detroit, and they hooked me up with the the Gilbert family, who's doing some wonderful stuff out there. And and, yeah. uh, and what we're doing and what they're doing seem to fit really well. So I'm super excited. But I got to see Detroit. Getting back to the point, Detroit in my mind was just pimps and hoes, dead buildings, no lights on at night. You know what I'm saying? Like just it would be like a it would be like going to Fallujah. <laughs> is what I thought. I thought I was walking into Fallujah, you know what I mean? Right. Kuwait City or something. Right. You had no idea. Even though I tell you, I think that, you know, things are really happening, but in your mind, Everybody's proud of their hometown. Uh -huh. right? I, I thought it was going to be, you know, real Hickville. But I rolled up, man, and let me tell you something. Detroit is booming. If you've ever seen a city get born, it, it's, it, it is a full-blown, thriving, festive, exciting, rich place with culture, with opportunity, I mean, you know, LA is hard to make money in. Yep. New York's hard to make money in. You can go to Detroit and get you a regular ass job, and in five years, you can be balling. Absolutely, it's a place. It's a land of opportunity right now, and it's never been better for that. It's amazing. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We got Damon back there looking at properties, looking at buildings to bring well to the buildings. And he ended up leaving going, yo, I'm coming back in three weeks and I want to invest. I want to get I want to get some properties going. I want to talk to some some real estate guys, commercial, residential. Let's really talk here. 
And I love that. I love that it went down that way because Dame and his family, and he, and once again, Captain Comfortable just rolled in comfortable. Like you'd have thought he was from Detroit. I was sleeping on your mom's couch, wasn't it? He slept on my mom's couch. I wish I got the picture, but he was wrapped up like a bumblebee in the corner of my mom's couch. He came with me. We picked my mom up from work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was rolling family style. Then I went we to a, I went to a hockey high school hockey game. Went to my nephew's hockey game. By the way, Mike's Mike's got black nephews, so yeah. So you know this this kid's a black kid. He, he's he's a ninth grader. He's the best on the on the team easily, easily, and he's the first black kid to ever play on that high school's hockey team. Yep, which is amazing. It's incredible. He uh, they're little superstars, little super studs. Yeah, you know you got to hang with the whole family. Yeah, yeah I saw the whole thing. I, saw, I, I got, got the half whole, a black family. You got half a black family. It's hilarious. I, it's funny, man. You know, the older one, you know, Ian is going through a phase right now where he's like, you see, he's like he's so good looking and he's 16 and the girls are coming up to him. and He doesn't know kind of like how to, pr- he, he, right, how to play. He's it. not like a player. Well, he's lucky because like, you know, they got this whole Bruno Mars thing going on. He's got like that little, <laughs> he's got that little Bruno Mars kind of uh, Lenny Kravitz fro, you know what I mean? Kind of look going on. Yeah, he's throwing out and he looks super smooth. But he's such a funny, sensitive kid that, like, he called me today. And he's like, Uncle Mike, you know, I don't know if I should talk to Julia because she really thinks that, like, we're fully dating. But, like, Anna keeps coming up to me in the hallway. And, like, she wants to know if I'm single. And she asked me if I'm single. And I, I didn't have an answer. And I'm like, man. What'd you tell him? I said, yo, we got to get your pimp hand strong. I said, here's the deal. You don't owe anybody anything right now. You are a young man, you know what I mean? You're in high school. I said, and to be honest with you, this is going to go on for the rest of your life in some form. You should have told him, yeah, I agree. What you told him was right. Well, you should have said it simple. Tell her, look, if Anna thinks we're dating, don't tell her we're not, but we can hang out. That's what I told him. Don't, I, I, believe me, I, I set him on the path. Yeah. I told him, I said, listen, enjoy your time with Anna. I said, you don't owe anybody a, an explanation or a definition. Anna, what a name. That's, a, that's, a, that's some white ass that's shit. Some white, that's, I thought they outlawed Anna in, in the 80s. <laughs> Yo, my brothers got my nephews, and they're, you know, they're like, you know, there's a few black kids in the school, but they got them in a white ass school. And it's like, I want to write a movie where we need to drop my nephew back off in the hood and get him some fucking swagger well, going. Well, it's a little late for that now. Well, yeah, no, he's not going, but not I'm saying, but that, that's the movie version. You know, because you can't just drop a kid from a white high school to the hood in tenth, eleventh grade. He'll, first off, he'll get in, he'll have to fight his way out, and he'll be getting in fights for the first half of the year. He'll be for cool sure. after that. Totally, he'll have to. Yeah, he'll fight his way out of of a situation. He'll right. He would have to get beat up, or he probably wouldn't get beat up. He's a scrappy ass kid. They could. Throw. He would just fight every day for yeah. the first you know first semester. Right, and then he'd be cool. And. Well, the movie version, he's younger, all right? Let me have my movie version. No, I, I, like, I like the Just fight the idea. Version. Well, no, but he would fight even if he, if he was a senior, junior, freshman. He's still going to fight, you know what I mean? Because he's not from that neighborhood, so he's a new kid anyway. Coming yeah, in but once you, preppy. But that's not the way it works. So once you get in a few fights and people know that it's not, you know, you're not a pushover. you walked on, they don't just keep messing with you. Yeah, no, you're done. Yeah, you establish where, where, you're, where you are in the order, so. Totally. Shit, I remember freshman year, man, this dude challenged me to a fight, and I backed out. I was terrified. There was, like, a, a rumor of this dude that could box in, like, ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, when I was in ninth grade, but he was, like, a junior. And I was like, 
this fucking guy wanted a piece of me right away. Like, so fast. I was, And I didn't even do shit. Never met him before. And he was, like, begging me to go into the bathroom to fight him. And I remember I got so scared. I didn't even know what to do. So I called my big neighbor. And my I had my big neighbor. I already had, like, protection in high school when I got there. And I had my big neighbor check him. But I didn't fight him. By the way, what's up, with the, what's up with the protection thing? I, I, I always feel like. As a kid? What's, your, what's, your, what's up with you and the Russians? What do you mean? You Did you meet any Russian, Russians? I thought you know some Russian mobsters. Are they Italian? What do you know? You know, look, when your dad is in the scrap business in the 80s, and it's a cash business, you're going to meet unsavory characters throughout your life that are going to love you, that are going to like you because of your dad. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to like you and your brother because you're good kids. But they're not Italian, though. Well, there's Italians and Russians there. It's, okay, so what, the we got Italians. Right. You, got, you got the Russian syndicate more so. No, we like actually, you're more you're tighter with Putin than you are with Berlusconi. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, we got some Russian Jew in us. Definitely, but I think our connections in Detroit just go kind of from my dad. You know, like, and you know the story. My dad used to run the All Men's Health Club. The heads of the mafia used to belong there. But that's not how we know everybody. It's not that. I'm not no, trying to make not. it like I'm fucking some why. kind of fucking mob king. No, no, I didn't say you're a mob We're just king. Connected. I'm just saying, yeah, you, like, you seem to have some relationships. High-level relationships. But I swear, it's more from like being cool upon introduction, you know? And it's like it's not like anybody owes us anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know, man. Your dad might have some. He might have he took some things with him, and they're afraid it's coming out. Right, right, right. You your think mom, I, your mom may have yo, the key to a few people's lives. Yo, you know, you think I haven't thought that before? <laughs> it's so funny, man. My mom, and you've met her. She's hilarious. She's very funny. But yeah, she's got like that mob wife mentality. Like she'll take it all to the grave. No she ain't doubt. saying shit. No doubt. Like there was a story where, like, you know, when Hoffa disappeared in '75, yeah, and the mobsters, their alibi was that they were working out at the Southfield Athletic Club, where my dad was the attendant. He was like a 30 year old attendant. Mm-hmm. And I one time asked my mom, I'm like, Mom, like when, when Hoffa disappeared, like did the feds question dad? And she's like, yeah, but you never talk to those people. You know what I mean? Like that was her answer was just very simply, you just don't you talk just to don't them. You don't talk to them. You know? What is, it, what is it about like mob organizations where all the dudes are old that work there, the attendant? You know, you go to like, you go to like Carbone and the waiter's 40. Because those are dudes that they probably grew up with, like they knew somebody in the family. They're only the guy, you know, they're the guys that can be trusted. You know, you can't just have a young kid with a new attitude rolling around. Those that guys are get it, huh? They gotta, you gotta they, get it. You gotta get it. Those old school dudes, they're all about principle. They're all about respect on some level. Like it's very simple. Like my grandpa was kind of that way. Like if you're eating, you know what I mean? Some young quick. ADD kid who checks his phone all the time. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker is gonna come over to your table, take your fork too early, cross your dish and grab a thing. You get stabbed that way, old school. Those old school dudes, they don't believe in that. Let them have their meal, let them relax. They're having a meeting, they're talking out it's of respect. True. No, it's true. You can't be a good waiter when you're 19, 20 years old because you haven't been to the restaurant enough. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you got to be on the other side of the table to see how it is to receive good service and so how to give it back. That's 100% fact. You've got to understand the code, mm-hmm. you know, and the code either comes naturally. It usually should co- The code should come naturally to you. If you have good human skills, I feel like if you were a waiter right now, you would know by nature and by gut not to fuck with a table that seems to be flowing. I do you know now, I mean? but I tell you, I didn't. I used to be a waiter when I was starting out in college. I had a couple waiting jobs, and I was terrible. 
Because you were naive and just like, I no, never, I'm hardly, not going to feel I, this I, table out. I never even been to dinner hardly. You know what I mean? So I didn't really <laughs> right. know what it was like, what a, what a good dinner experience was. I was right. doing everything wrong. But after I had a few experiences, now, now I could be a phenomenal waiter. I yeah. could work at Carbone. I could work at Rails. You know, and I could work at, you name any like dope Italian. Right. And you've been spot. to all the best now. I could, I could do it all. Yeah. But that's what that is. That's why those dudes are old, because they get it, they're settled. They understand. They know how to read a table. That's you know? what it is. They know how to read a table, but it's so, so funny. So, what are you gonna do, Mike? What, what's gonna happen? Like another year, 2016 is down. 2016 is coming to an end. Um, You're still single, Mike. Single, Mike is flourishing in the world. Um, I tell myself in my brain and my heart that I want to settle down and call it a day and have a kid. Mm-hmm. I do want a kid, man. Do you, do you feel like do you feel like you're a little old and it's, and it's kind of selfish to have a child at a later age? No, I'm that old. You don't think that? Mick Jagger just had a kid. He's 73. I'm in my 40s. Mick Jagger's a smooth motherfucker, though. I'm smooth. You see me in the club? Yeah, but I see Mick Jagger. He's cool. He's got to be the coolest fucking old That's dude a cool of all dude. time. Have you ever hung with him? Yeah, he was just at dinner at a, you know, Jonah had dinner at his house a few weeks ago. Yeah. Mick Jagger came. Did he really? Yeah, he cooked a big dinner. He won a bet, and he cooked a big dinner. Mick Jagger came through, was hanging out. He had these three dope Brazilian girls who weren't with him, but they were all on him. He was telling stories, sipping on, like, nice uh, scotch. Who won the bet? What was the bet? So there was a bet this guy made saying, look, if anyone can name the highest grossing movie of all time, I'll pay for a dinner for you, 10 grand. You can invite anyone you want. I got a dinner for you. So they're running around naming shit, and they came to their last guess, and uh, Jonah threw out Pinocchio. And the guy goes, oh, shit, you got it. Like they were naming Gone with the Wind and all this yeah, shit. Yeah, Godfather, Gone with right, the right, Wind. Right. But you don't think about it being a cartoon is going to be the highest grossing, or most watched, I think. Or, I, I forget what the bet was. Okay. Most watched, highest people grossing, whatever. But it was Pinocchio. He got it right. So the guy's like, cool. You get a dinner, I'm going to pay 10 grand, invite whoever you want. So, you know, Jonah being a chef, he goes, fuck it, I'll cook a dinner in my house. I just got my new crib, it's dope. I'll cook a big dinner, everyone can come, and I'll pocket the rest. Hell yeah. So that's what he did. And it turned out to be just a dope dinner with all of our friends. And then, you know, Mick Jagger came and some other girls and food was bomb and everyone had a great time. Jonah did all the cooking at the house? He did everything. Yeah, he had, a, he had one assistant come through. He cooked up a dope meal. Three or four courses. It was off the hook. That's incredible. Yeah. Who called Jagger? Our friend? Yeah. Our boy had Jagger. Like, yo, I'm coming, but I got Jagger with me. Is there enough space? Like, <laughs> of course there's space for Mick Jagger. <laughs> that is who's gonna say, Who's going to say, no, nah, you know, we don't have enough food. Tell him next time. That is the fuck. Yo, I got Mick Jagger with me. Is there enough space? Yeah, bro. We just threw three people out for you. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, is there enough hey, space? Yeah, send Jagger. You stay home. Yeah. That is cool as shit, man. That's some, that's some, that's really cool. That's legendary status, Jagger. Yeah. I met him another time in South Africa, too, at the World Cup one time. It's funny, man. Mick Jagger, you know, you think about the Stones and you, you know, you think, yeah, it's rock and roll legend, blah, blah, blah. You think like drugs, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Jagger was actually the Stones. He was, when he was in the group, he was also their accountant, their manager. He's like a brilliant dude. He was an accountant major. 
and was like the money guy for the Stones and like always healthy, always in shape. Suppose he was like running 10 miles every morning while they were on the road everywhere. No, you can see it. Because even as an old dude, he's still he's still agile and limber, and you know he can he tells great stories and he's present. Yeah, you know he have a drink in his hand. He's still cool. It's it's pretty cool, man. It's like that's like one of the last great rock stars, right? Yeah, I mean him, Bruce Springsteen, McCartney, you know. I guess. But he's not really a rock star. But have you hung with McCartney? Probably. I never hung with McCartney. No, no, actually never. I'm surprised. Never, never seen him in person. I don't even think. Yo, what if we all? What, what if I did just say, you know, I'm having a baby this year, and now it's just about who's gonna be the good baby mama. You know what I mean? And now I'm just talking to girls to see who'd be a good mom. What would you? What would be your interview criteria? Like, what smart, are you looking for? Funny, smart. Smart. genetically smart. athletic. Like, give me an athlete with some brains. That's it. How do so you want an athletic body? Athletic or like workout? Like, you know, you can do like, you know, lunges and. No, Bio push-ups and shit. Or do you want a girl who could actually play some? Yo, I'll take one of those girls that's just genetically lucky. She doesn't even have to work out. But her just got the six-pack dope. dope body, just accidental. Okay. You know what I mean? That just means the kid's going to be wiry strong for a while, you know? All right, so you, so you, you don't want, have to have your, a kid, you program. want your kid to have a shot at being an athlete. Give me a shot. All right. Because if it's a boy, he's going to be coordinated if he gets any of my shit. Not that I'm not, the great athlete. Not, not your feet. How, uh, <laughs> I'm slow-footed. It's fucking those, obvious. Those things are big. But well, I guess it works footed. for hockey. If you play hockey, you know, yeah. maybe you don't need fast feet. I've never been fast in my you life. You can glide on ice better. Right. So, okay, so you want a good-looking girl. How good-looking? Give me a solid seven and a half. I don't need a ten. That's right. too seven much Seven and a half on a scale of ten, meaning there's no girl on the planet hotter, just equally fine. I so, want a seven and a half. A girl with great skin, good, like a good brunette, good skin. Nice lips, good okay. kisser. You know, I'm but physical. I want to get this scale right because you know who we were talking to may have a different scale for a seven. When you say ten, we're saying like name the finest woman on the planet, and that's a ten. And there's no one finer, but equally fine. So a nine is pretty much like you know. I don't even know what the hell you're saying. I want to. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about a seven, scale. I'm saying seven, saying and seven and a half out of a LA supermodel ten that we've seen. We've been around the finest women on the planet. I'm going seven and a half out of ten there. I'm not saying a seven and a half in you know in Columbus. Okay. I'm saying a Hollywood LA seven and All a right, half. Clear it up. Okay. She's seven and fine. A half. Basically, what you've been around, what I get. I pull seven and a half on the constant. You pull. Don't, you pull you, sixes on the constant. No, that's yeah, the running that's, joke with our crew. Young's got true. a six. It's, Young's got six. No, you date sevens and a halfs, but you pull sixes on a most regular basis. Which I don't mind. I'm not mad. I just want to clarify all these things. You, I didn't even know you were, you've been pulling some seven and a half, eights. I just started seeing pictures. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't you know what was going on you with you. You didn't know what was up, huh? Yeah, I'll take one for the team, all right? Me I'm too. still so, by the way, blue collar. My normal, my average thing is a six. That's what I normally get. Yeah, I've seen them. I've run right. into your girls with you at right. Venice Sixes, Beach. Wherever. And then every once in a while I pull off an eight, but they don't seem to stick around very long. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, no, your eights don't stick around long. You had a nine that you forgot about, though. That yeah, one that's hot. I forgot about that. Yeah, but you know what? That happens too. They don't stick around long either. The dope ones never stick around long. They're the most fucked in the head of all of them. The they, finer the chick, the more they're more fucked up in the head they are. You know what I mean? That's just a fact. So I want to get back I to this that. though. Yeah, it's terrible the way that works out. Uh, what's your when you interview? What are you looking for? Are you smart? Funny. I like funny. funny. Even like though funny? I'm funny, yeah. I like to sit back and not have to say that much. 
I like my girl to be the life of the party. Babe, you go shine. Really? I'll sit back in the cut, let everybody think you're the funniest. But won't she girl. be a know-it-all if that happens? No, no, not a know-it-all. Just a lifely, a life Lively, personality. A lively girl. You knew Esther. You knew Christina. Esther was cool, yeah. You knew uh, Rebecca. Don't put all your exes on blast. What, what they don't listen to my shit. They but maybe, may, okay, right. All right. Just you know what I mean? You sure. knew my girls. They just all had sure. some personality. Yeah, they do. All right, Who'd you I, like the best out of my girls? Do you remember? Oh man, the singer. We, we yeah, yeah, that was anymore. dope. The singer. Singer was dope. But yeah, the singer. The singer made me feel comfortable. You know, what I mean, she reminded me of kind of like you know, she's kind of like a cool style. Yeah, because she was black. <laughs> <laughs> I love the David's trying. She made me feel comfortable for a <laughs> Yeah, bro, you guys are the same color. You can relate. Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, by the way, that was hilarious because it was my fir- that was my first black girlfriend. I'd been with black girls before, but that was the first relationship with a black girl, and I was with her five years, and there was some shit she just did not take. You know what I mean? I got checked yeah. often. She did not play There's games. There's some shit that you can't let slide. Nope. I've been smacked straight up in the face. Mm. You know what I mean? I never smack back. I don't, you know, you I'm too heavy. Hell no, I'm too heavy handed. If you can smack for a logical reason, it's cool. You just can't start getting abused. Never abused. Hell no. But it was one good quick pop where I was like, oh, my God, my girl is so you athletic. Chin you got chin checked. She, she chin checked me. Told you to wake up. Fucking woke me up. Right to the chin. I could. I was stunned. Man, it made you respect her more, too. You probably went home and ate that pussy. I didn't, yeah, I probably did. She loved that. I don't remember what my reaction. Oh, I do remember. <laughs> Yo, I was so freaked out. I think I started shadow boxing her into a corner. Like, just <laughs> pretending like I was going to get her. Right. But, like, she was good. She could box. She could box. She All right, so so the reason I ask so this question, funny. and I, we keep jumping around, but I want to get back to it because my criteria. Yeah, because it's important. I'm trying I feel to tell like you. If you know what's up, I know you've been getting into it, but I feel like if you know what you want, it's easier to find it. That's what everybody tells me. Okay, I'm telling you, don't interrupt me. I want fiery, fun personality. Number mm-hmm. one, I, I like fire. Be be the fire in the room. Let you be an actor. You know, I thought it'd be okay to be an actor. Like, I don't care. I thought, like, I don't care what your job is. But I'll be honest with you. I'm, you know, I've directed a couple actors now. I've been in, I've done, I've, I've gotten to know them very well. And actresses, to me, seven out of ten that I've met, I'm not saying every one, but they are quite fucking narcissistic, it's not man. Gonna work. It's not going to work. And when you want to be famous and you want attention more than you want to be my girl, it's never going to work. It's not going to work. You know what I mean? Like, don't get in the way. I already learned. Don't get in the way of a chick that wants to be famous. They will run you over, hop over you, yeah, slash you. Yeah, any girl that you. motivated to, like, to become herself like an icon like that? No, thanks. And not through hard work. If she's doing it because she wants to... Do humanitarian work, or she's, or know. she loves the craft. Even like if a girl, give me an actress. Like there's, and you know this the now. Theater, like small theater, small love. theater. Totally Went to different. Yale Drama School. Reads every fucking book on, on acting. I'm talking about a girl that loves the craft of acting. I'm That's not talking fine. about somebody that just wants to be famous. If you're a chick that just wants to be famous, go go fuck someone on camera. Any girl that wants to be famous, I think won't work idiot. out for for the average dude, or exactly. even for any dude. I, I feel like. That's going to always be a problem. Exactly. And by the way, I like actresses who are the, the other way that I'm talking about, like who are well-read. The best actresses are smart. They're smart people. They're really? well-read. They research. They fucking know the history of acting. They're available emotionally. Totally. They They're present. It. I dig actresses who are about it. But if I don't dig chicks that want to be famous at all. 
get away from me with that shit. And I've been suckered in by that. Totally. I've been suckered by that. But okay. no, I want a girl with fiery personality. You know what I mean? Beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, just natural, beautiful, good skin. Doesn't have to be the 10. Mm-hmm. You know, sense of humor. Okay. And who isn't going to be. Wait, sense of humor mean laughs at your jokes? No, sense of humor, just like, yeah, laughs at my jokes, but she's funny too. Okay. I want to laugh. Okay. Let me laugh. I don't need to be the life of the party. You know what I mean? I do that shit weekly. I don't want to make everyone laugh. Great. I like to sit back and laugh. I don't know if I like, I, I might like laughing more than I might, I like making, making people, people laugh. laugh. I swear. Interesting. I dig laughing. We got a funny group around us. We get a lot of laughs. Oh, yeah. The some most of fun thing are is hysterical. laughing. You know what I mean? The, some of the most fun shit is laughing. Just as characters, we got characters around us who just, you laugh anyway. Right. You know? So, so okay, but that's, that. okay, I get, my I, get, I get your criteria. I see what you're looking for. That's, that's, a, that's a tall order. Okay, so where do I let it slide? Now I got to let this, now I got to let okay, the funny now that you, slide? Nah, you know, the, the funny part you can figure out. You, you know, that the funny might have to slide. I'm sorry to go back on what I just said, but funny, <laughs> funny is a tough one. When, when, when girls are funny or people think they're funny, a lot of times they're just begging for attention all the time to showcase that talent. That's not what I'm talking about. But I understand what you're saying. You get saying. what I'm saying. Okay. Absolutely. I'm not talking about a girl who's fighting to be the center of attention. Just a girl I'm talking about a girl kind of got it. who's naturally got some fire and she's got an opinion. She's got a point of view. She's not a pushover. I've never been good with like a pushover. I've never dated a pushover. No, you know, you, I've yeah, slept with a lot of pushovers. I've pushed over a lot of pushovers. <laughs> but I've never straight up dated a pushover. You just... <laughs> I haven't. You just lead him into the room? Yeah. Yo, I think... you Listen, it's no secret... You and I have gone after similar type women sure. and the same women. Sure. We've been together at a party and I've been like, yo, this girl is so cool. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I slept with her two weeks ago. I'm, yeah, I'm talking yeah. to her. And I back right off. By the way, that's a, that, okay, that's a, touching on another issue when you talk about dating in, in a big city. The overlap. Oh, in a big city, in a small pond of the big city. The overlap is crazy. We got overlap. Can you love a girl with overlap? The, almost impossible. For me, in this overlap, it's it's almost it's got to be a specific thing. Maybe in Detroit, Chicago, Illinois, you know, Indianapolis. You know, but you're lucky. You could you could find a girl who's been with someone you know, or a few people that you know loosely. They don't got to be your closest boys, but she could be with people you know a little more loosely, which is bound to happen. For it's, sure, it's inevitable, right? Yeah, they've been people. People get around. They've been around. And these are a bunch of you know pretty cool dudes. So it's they're bound to get chicks. No you doubt. You could take her and go back to Detroit. True story. Right. And have her and be happy. I walk in, so all of a sudden she's looking up you guys on fucking inter- on the internet while I'm sneaking, I'm, I'm in the room over her shoulder. No doubt. She's looking to see who's at the, she's, at the after party. She's checking the one old tapes. She's, she's checking the footage to see she's, where people are. She's missing the club. Because Detroit's not really working for her. It but, could happen. But it could happen. But look, you can't worry about that. But what I'm saying is you could, you could escape with a girl. Absolutely. But if you're going to stay here in L.A., how do you see a girl who overlaps with other dudes you know walk in a room like this is my little angel? Hi, Damon. Good to see you again. Oh, hi, Kevin. How are you? I haven't seen you in four and a half months. Right. Meanwhile, you, hi, see, you, see, like, you see one of your associate homies give your girl a hug, and he gives her the hug like you give any girl you've been with. Yeah. You know what I mean? That hug where it's like kind of nonchalant but strong yeah. and hips to hips. You might even cup the booty. Yeah. Don't give my girl the extra hug with the paws. 
Don't pause hug my girl, bro. Look and at I can it. tell, and we got a couple homies that have no problem with the pause hug. You know what I mean? We don't have to name, name names. Don't, but don't we have got, to name names. No, we got a couple homies who you could be with a girl for a while, and they might have gotten with her once or even just wanted to, and they don't even look at you. They just go right up. Oh, right in. Long right pause in. hog hug. You know what I mean? Put the little chin on her shoulder because they're shorter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just put a dick on the thigh. You know what I mean? Get your fucking body Yo, off my you, girl. If your dick can't reach her pussy, just leave it alone. Don't even don't be putting your dick on her thigh. Leave it alone. Get that get that shit out of here. Leave it alone. Get off my girl, bro. I don't want to have to have this talk with you again. You Some know, of these little dogs try to go up and piss on every tree. Yo, and we got a couple of them in our crew, which is it's just interesting to me because I've never I've lived. You asked me about you know I live by a code, certain codes. If you, and you've done this before, and if you simply say, yo, I used to see her, date her, blah, 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 I'm out. It's over. Unless you wanted to say, unless you said to me, Mike, I actually don't like her at all. She's just cool. Feel free. Have fun. I live by the code. I just do. I don't, there are dudes who like, they got like this little thing inside them that the, it's like almost like an anger towards other dudes. And they almost have like this little thing. There's an ego involved. It's in it. an ego. And it's like, can I get her if he got her? Right. I don't, I never had that shit, man. I don't fuck with other dudes, girls. I just don't. Especially, you know, and then, you know, sometimes you just don't know until your boy tells you. And then I'm out. There's too many girls out here to do that, you know? So there's we've had. Lot, there's a lot of weird egos when it comes to, like, dating. You know what I mean? Especially, like, when people think they're the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they think they got it going on and then, you know, they're like. Okay, this fool had got that girl. Just wait till she get a load out of me. <laughs> literally, literally, literally a load. She gets a load out of me. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I it, don't, I don't, I don't have that. You don't have that. I think you got a quiet confidence. I got a quiet confidence. I don't have that. I don't have the ego to where I'm like, yo, he got her. Watch now, I'm about to get her. I right, don't have. Right. I've never had it. It's just I don't know why I don't have it. It's just well, not I, part you, of first my makeup. Off, you're not supposed to have that. That's what we call a flaw. That's a bitch move. Yeah, that's that's some shit. That's that's not what being a man is about. No, that's being a bitch. Right. You, if you if your mentality things, is like, yo, Mike got her, now I got to go get her, you're a bitch, bro. That basically means you're chasing the other dude around. You're chasing his draws around. Exactly. You Let know me know how my dick tastes. Right. When it's all said and done. Congratulations. Stop trying to walk in my shoes. Right. Get out of my shoes. Size 12, slow foot. <laughs> it's true though that you know dudes don't don't do that shit that's a weak move that's a weak move if you're a dude that wants you know that goes actively goes after a girl who your boy was with just to see if you can get her i know you're in your mind you're going yeah i'm the man you're a bitch bro i agree that that's a bitch ass move but i do want to give one one caveat to that if you come from a town okay. where there's not very many girls then you know, okay, it's a different fight. It's a different struggle. You mean if you come from a town, a tiny town with no girls, and you see a beautiful girl and your boy happen to get with her, you go after her? You're right. That is yeah, a different thing. Yeah, it's a different thing. thing. It's a We're different not game. talking about that. We're not. I'm just and, saying, and, for, and, anyone who, for anyone who has that experience, if you come from a little town where there's three fine girls, yeah, you know what I mean? Until somebody locks her down with kids and a family, it's probably open season. Right, but we're talking about more of like if your boy who is part of your crew goes after a girl that you've been with knowingly for ego purposes, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. No, no, we don't play that. We don't play that shit anymore. And, and also, you know, the girl, I think girls got to realize too, like... Yeah, wake up, girls. You can't, just, you can't just hop around the crew and expect somebody to actually love you. 
Yo, we've had girls try to hop around the crew, too. We've seen some of the same girls. I saw a girl last night at the club. I was like, you're with him? What? But you were just with him. Yeah. Like a year ago. You're really making your way around the circle. See, but see, that's, what, that's what's beautiful about a place like L.A. L.A. is like 60 little cities backed up against each other. So, you know, you can always escape and find a girl in a different set. Totally. There's different sets, but eventually we all come to, we're all connected. You know what I mean? Yo, could we go to Manhattan Beach and hang out? Of course we could. Of course you can. Could we start up a whole Manhattan Beach contingent? Absolutely. But that's we're, tra- we're trying not to travel too much. You know, we're comfortable in our pocket. You know what I mean? Tonight By is the way, Thursday. The pocket is another thing. So they see, we talk about all these problems. Sometimes I remember L.A. growing up, and I've been all around the city doing different things. So even right now, I try to feel like, okay, there must be something in the city I'm missing out on. There's a movement happening that I'm not a part of. And I, gotta, I feel like I got to get out there and see it because it's probably like a new dope girl or a new style or a new set of parties or like, you know, instead of raves or hip-hop clubs, there's something else going on. Of course there is, Damon. And the reason that's a fact is because anytime we've broken out of our comfort zone, we've had a great time. When we went and, and Eustace was managing a rapper down in downtown L.A., and we decided to break out of our comfort zone and go to a hip-hop concert of a bunch of kids from Compton and went over to the ho- hotel downtown, we ended up having one of the most fun nights of our life because okay. uh, when you get out of your comfort zone, great shit happens. You start to open up and you explore. But what I'm saying now is the problem is those situations like that are fun, but you get back in our little bubble. Yeah. And the bubble is really comfortable. Of course. That's a fact. But the point is, we got to get out. I feel, like, I feel like I need to crack the bubble. I need to get out of the bubble if I'm going to like settle down and find a different girl. If you want to find a different girl, you can't find her in the bubble. Because girls in the bubble, no dudes in the bubble. They travel in the bubble. They, the same people you see here or there. You know, It's all that same thing. But that's my point, is that why, why not get out of the bubble more often? Let's, we've talked about it a thousand times. I'll tell you why. It's it, it, because leaving it's, the bubble is a, is a gamble. Yeah, but being comfortable is what? Comfortable. Even Well, yeah, you're Captain Comfortable. Whoa. It's okay. Well, you know. I mean, it just came full circle naturally. Yeah, I guess Sorry. So. You're comfortable too. No, no, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the worst comeback ever? That's yeah. the worst. That's like don't bitch fight me on my I basically couch. just admitted that I got defeated right there. Yeah, you're comfortable too. You're yeah, comfortable bro, too. I know. Anyway, dating in LA. I know I is am, but what are you? Yeah, you know, dating in LA is its own animal. It's its own special beast. Uh, I think we can wrap this up. We've been talking for an hour. Bro, I'm I got you ticket. on for an hour. You got to take it. Ticket. No, you got to take it. Damn, this is why I can't. Don't worry. I, I, I bet don't, you don't, don't have a ticket. I, I bet you, where are you parked? On Burton Way or are yeah, you on, on your street? Yeah. Like right in front of the building? Yeah. 50-50 right now. I got now. a ticket. I don't think you did, man. Bro, they don't play, man. They, they'll be, that's just at 6, at 6 I'll buy you two. If you got a ticket, I'm buying two drinks tonight, wherever we are. The drinks are free. How about you pay half the ticket or pay <laughs> for the ticket? I got you on a half a ticket. And I don't want no checks. <laughs> I got cash for half your ticket. I'm 100% right if you got a ticket. Yo, so listen, we're going to wrap this episode up because Damon's probably got a ticket. It was a great 
Uh, this was stories that need to be told. This is my boy Damon Nelson, who I've known 18, 17, 18, 19 years. One of my first real friends in L.A. Great dude. He's going to be doing big things with us back in Detroit, getting well into Detroit City. He's one of my first dudes to come back to Detroit and really see what's happening. And Yo, and let's bring well around the country and the world. So if anybody's listening, developer, got some ideas, you have property you want to repurpose or if you want to, if you have a rental property and you want to get higher premiums and, and invite people to experience that, or if you own an office building and you want to give the companies that occupy your space a chance to increase productivity and get better health returns, it's, it's a passive delivery and it's very affordable. Absolutely. Hit me up. And if you, uh, yo, you can, and you could hit, you could hit them up, or you hit me up through at Real Mike Young, and you could DM me on that real on, uh, for real if you want to get into that. In the DM. Get me in the DM. It goes down in the DM. Uh, this is Mike Young signing out. Stories that need to be told. Dame, thanks for hanging, bro. Sorry you got a ticket. I got you. I'm paying Man, half. Thanks, for, ha thanks for having me. And thanks for the ticket. 100%. All right. Peace out. <laughs>